You're listening to the Course Creation Bites podcast, bite-sized lessons for busy business owners creating, launching, and selling their own course. Each week, you'll get short, practical lessons that focus on one part of your online course creation journey and an easy action step to go away and implement. Here's your host, Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. Let's get started. Will online courses replace traditional courses? Hi, I'm Sam Winch, the course creator, not the lunchtime food. And the question I was asked last week is, will online courses replace traditional courses? And I think by traditional people mean sort of classroom-based, face-to-face learning. And the answer is no. Online courses are not the death of traditional courses and I believe will never fully replace face-to-face learning. There you go. That was a quick episode. What are we? 30 seconds in and you're done. But let's dig a little deeper. So no, I honestly believe that there will always be a place for what we're going to call in this episode traditional learning, um, but what I think really implies face-to-face learning. And it's because they're not the same thing. While online courses are great for all sorts of reasons. They allow you to learn in your pajamas. They allow you to learn from the living room. They allow you to learn regardless of time of day or who else is in your house or where you are in the world. And for a business, they're great. They allow you to reach people wherever they are in the world and to reach people who you probably couldn't ever have reached if you only had a face-to-face venue. So there are a million positives. The truth is that they're not the same. Face-to-face learning still brings aspects and elements that online learning is struggling to replicate. Now, I guess I can never say never. Who knows where technology will take us in the future? But there are some things that you just at the moment are very difficult to replicate in an online world. For example, if you're teaching a hands-on skill, think pottery, think art, think pastry making, it's very hard to correct technique online. While you can definitely teach these things online, you can take an art course, you can take a pottery course, you can take a mechanics course, you can take all sorts of things online. It's very difficult for someone to come along and influence your technique. And I guess I'm kind of thinking dirty dancing pottery scene here, but it doesn't have to be that intense. But if you if you imagine you were in a pottery class, maybe not that one, you were in a pottery class often like they can come along and they can put their hands around yours, right? They can influence your technique with their hands, replacing your hands or on top of your hands. And it's the same in all of those very tactile learning experiences that someone can come along. Even if we say you're making dim sims, you know, the teacher can come along and can show you where your technique, the rolling of your fingers, the moving of your hands, isn't quite creating the results you want and how you can do those little things better. It's very hard for someone to give you that feedback or that input in an online situation. Sure, you can send them photos of your finished piece or you can record yourself doing it and they can say, oh, it would help if you moved your left hand here and your right hand there, but it's not the same as physically being there. You don't get that instant feedbacking recognition. You don't get that physical touch and process and feeling of how things could change. And I don't know how in an online world, especially with the technology we've currently got, how we will ever truly replace that. Maybe when we get to holograms, possibly, maybe when we get to kinetic feedback in terms of being able to feel something's feedback live, possibly. But at the moment, I just don't think that you can truly replicate and replace that kind of experience. The other thing you're also missing, though, is the classroom. A big part of what face-to-face learning provided was the interaction and the support. And while those things are definitely getting much better in an online experience, it's not the same. 
right? It's not the same as sitting in a room full of people and having a chat before class and putting your hand up and those things we replicate for sure. Like you can put your hand up in a Zoom room and you can unmute yourself to ask questions, but it's not it's not the same, let's be honest. As much as I love online learning, it's not the same as being there in a classroom full of people. You do not get those same interactions and components. I do expect to see still a huge growth in online learning. I don't think we've reached anywhere near the peak of the number of programs, courses, and businesses moving online and into online courses. There is still a huge growth in the industry. If you are just starting out in building courses or thinking about going online and you're worried that the market's already flooded, it is not. There is still so much room for growth in people who want to do things well. And that's different from just throwing some videos online and calling it an online course. I'm going to put it out there because creating a good course, a great course that supports students is more than just videos behind a paywall. But I do expect, so while online courses won't replace traditional learning at all, I do fully expect to see more online blended learning going forward. So that will be a combination of online and face-to-face components. There are downsides to face-to-face. It means you do have to go to a physical location. It takes time. You've got the travel components there and back. You've got all sorts of other aspects. You've got the rent of the space and all of the components. There are definite downsides to face-to-face training for a business, especially as much as there are upsides. And so what I fully expect to see is more online blended learning. There is nothing to stop theory being taught in an online environment for then the practical components to be taught in a physical face-to-face environment. And I think more people are starting to do that. And I expect to see many more move to that model. It reduces the amount of time that you need to hire a classroom for. It reduces the amount of face-to-face time. It reduces the amount of travel time for students and for educators. It reduces all of that backwards and forth. If they're provided with a great online platform at the beginning where they can learn the theory and they can wrap their head around the videos and they can have a go. And then we use the classroom time for practical components, which means that they get the best of the teachers in the best of the time without having all that extra stuff around. Online courses are improving. I think that there is a huge growth in online courses from what, I mean, I've been in the industry 10 years and just in that 10 years has been a massive growth, but online courses have been around for way before that even. There has been some massive improvement and massive change. The technology is just A, better, but B, more readily available. When I first started out, there were far fewer online course platforms and most of them were really stuffy, dodgy, like traditional LMS platforms. So learning management systems. They were designed for universities and schools and they were rigid to say the least. They were boring and structured. They didn't have any of those great aspects that you might be used to now. Video uploading was difficult to say the least and hosting video files was a pain in the ass. But all of those other bits, gamification, certificates, all of those fun, interesting things just weren't easily available. Assessment was still often submitted via email, manually marked and results were uploaded. And while that's still often the case in some situations, there's so much we can do now with self-marking, even short answer questions, fill in the gaps, multiple choice. And there's a huge amount of stuff we can do involving assessment online without having that backwards and forwards as well. So let's have a quick wrap up. Will online courses replace traditional courses? No, I don't think so. I think there's still a place for face-to-face components, but you will see a bigger swing towards doing more things online and reducing that physical face-to-face time to the important bits, the bits that really gain something from being face-to-face and theory often doesn't gain a lot from being taught face-to-face. Okay, time for an action step because you can't build a course just by listening to me rant about the difference between online and traditional courses. Now, I'm assuming you're listening to this because you're building an online course. And so what I do want you to have a quick think about as you're building your program is if you were delivering this face-to-face, how would you do it? And then how can you bring some of those elements across? 
So would you have an opportunity for students to ask questions at the end of the lesson? Okay, cool. Well, how can you replicate that in your learning? Do they have the opportunity to ask you questions on a live call? Do they have the opportunity to email questions in? Would you get everyone to do one of those really awkward icebreakers at the beginning where they stick their hand up or they say three things about them or they say, hi, I'm Sam from such and such. If so, how can you replicate that in an online learning environment? Really have a think about those things. If you had them in a classroom, what would you love to do with them? And how can you bring that across? Yes, it's not identical. And yes, you can't replace every aspect, but you can definitely bring some of the structure and you can bring some of the positives that you would have got in a face-to-face learning environment through to your online program. Okay, it's time for all of those podcasty bits. If you've loved this episode, share it with your friends or just tell random people about it. Stop them in the street. Okay, don't stop them in the street. But please do share it with your friends, especially if you think they will find it helpful. Make sure that you have subscribed so that you get access to all of the future episodes. And better still, leave a review. Podcast reviews are like gold. So I would really appreciate it if you took a couple of moments and leave a review with your thoughts and takeaways from this podcast episode. Lastly, why not come over and join my free Facebook group? Simply search Content Into Courses inside Facebook. There's some good interaction that happens on over there. I'm in and out on a regular basis to answer all of your questions and to give some live tips and tricks. And you get to learn from other course creators about all the things you can do to grow your course and your audience. That's it for this time. But as always, I will catch you next time. Mm -hmm.